Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. So I was telling you about the, uh, and we'll give you both sides of an issue. You don't have to get angry and tell me that my area code is 666. It's not even clever. Well, maybe a little clever. Uh, When we talk about uh, vaccine passports, we'll give you both sides. There is uh, an op-ed, or an op-ed ran in the National Post earlier this week. And the headline, the lead of it was, Why Vaccine Passports Won't Slow COVID Spread, Will Hurt the Poor, and Threaten Medical Ethics. One of the authors is Dr. Alana Golden. She's a primary care physician in Toronto, and she joins us on the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Dr. Golden, thanks very much for the time. Thanks for having me. Generally, vaccine passports or certificates are supported by healthcare professionals, certainly doctors I've spoken with, but you and your colleagues who wrote the op-ed have concerns, and, and that is, as I understand it, maxim, so maximizing vaccination is important, but you question whether the end justifies the means. Would you speak to that, please? Yeah. So exactly as you said, I want to start off by saying that I'm very pro-vaccination, and I think that it should be our goal to vaccinate as many um, vulnerable members of our society as possible and that all eligible members should have opportunity to receive vaccination. But I don't believe that the best way to accomplish this is by making vaccination mandatory. And and you say that the right, the vaccination certificates, impose a significant burden on the population. How so? So there's lots of ways. So first of all, the federal government has uh, noted that there's going to be a um, billion dollars put aside for the implementation of vaccine passports. So we know that this is going to cost money, not only to the government, but in terms of um, the uh, upfront and maintenance costs for individual businesses who themselves may have been struggling throughout the pandemic. And they're now going to be in a position where they have to enforce and mandate these um and they may even have to have uh, a special special assigned personnel to be monitoring um, people coming into their facilities to ensure vaccination. They may be subject to fines. So there's a huge financial piece um, that uh, is at play here. And then there are a lot of other additional um, factors um, that play into this. So there are logistical issues. Um, we know that not everyone has access um, to means to be able to prove their vaccination status. And these may be individuals themselves who um, have been vaccinated and who are unable to demonstrate proof of vaccination, either because they don't have a printer or a mobile device. There's some logistical issues that need to be considered uh, in that regard. And I think one of the biggest criticisms is the uh, lack of um, inclusion of people who have um, natural immunity by way of previous Um, COVID illness themselves. So we know from our most recent data that having natural immunity is as good or better than vaccine-induced immunity, yet this um, portion of the population, um, if they have not received vaccination, will be excluded from vaccine certificates. So that's also a significant oversight. Okay. So when I consider what you've just told us, it's very clear. So are you then, given what you've just said and what people know, and there was tremendous anticipation for the vaccines a year ago. Are you surprised at the consternation that has developed over the vaccine passports? And do you think it is largely due to the fact that governments have handled the introduction and the explanation about vaccine certificates or passports very clumsily? I think it's very interesting. I think that, you know, a huge part of buy-in from the public is 
um, giving people the information about why an initiative is important, how you're going to assess whether the initiative is working, um, and when we'll know that we've achieved that goal. So as far as I'm concerned, I haven't heard how um, their efficacy is going to be measured. I'm not really clear what the goal that we're trying to accomplish is, and I'm not sure how we'll know we have arrived at that goal and whether vaccine passports are intended as a temporary or longer-term um, initiative. So I think that certainly clear communication uh, could have um, been helpful in helping the public in general to understand what the purpose um, of vaccine certificates is and how we'll know that we're achieving that intended purpose. I also think that um, once we know what the goal is, we can then ask ourselves, are there other ways to accomplish this goal? So for example, if the goal is to reduce circulating virus in public places, there are several ways that we can do that. So vaccination is one. Um, acknowledging um, natural immunity is another and also um, testing. So we know that rapid antigen tests are very effective at detecting individuals who are acutely infectious. And these tools could be used um, as a way to um, understand whether people are bringing um, infectivity into the place that they're visiting. So I think that if we knew what the goal is, we could see um, whether there's only one way to accomplish that or whether there might be other tools we could use to accomplish that same end. Now, I couldn't agree with you more. I believe there's a PhD course uh, required or study required in order to be considered sufficiently skillful to write these papers that governments do. And it's a course in, uh, PhD course in, in obfuscation. That's my attempt at humor. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.